Blog Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Joey Mullen, and welcome to Freakish and Well-Behaved Kids. Um, June uh, Rickley is my guest again today, and some of you who've listened to the show before, you know, are certainly familiar with us. We, so before I even do the introduction, I'm going to apologize, or maybe it's not something to apologize, but I'm not sure. We are both super hyper and all over the place today. So this should be an interesting show. Um, <laughs> For sure. So that, that's so that being said, welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids, uh, although there are not freakishly well-behaved guests or hosts today. Um, this series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. Um, we're in a unique position to share this with you because we've been, uh, we're child counselors and play therapists. I think if we add them up, our time together, it's almost like 30-something years that we've been doing this. Uh, both of us are also moms, and we've learned many lessons from our child clients and our own children. Um, this has informed our parenting as well as our parent coaching um, that we do as part of our clinical practice and our regular work as mental health professionals. And one of the things that happened, how this even got developed, is we really recognize that in working with thousands of children and parents, that there are just some simple principles for parenting. And we'll cover these principles for parenting um, so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. The principles are simple, but they are truly life-altering. They'll change the way um, that you um, are with your kids and they'll enhance the relationships you have with kids. Be that your own children or children in your class or children that you're connected to through your family. It'll change how your children behave and how you feel about yourself around children. And for those of you who are parents and caregivers, it'll improve your overall parenting esteem. So in this um, podcast, we're going to be talking about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. Um, June's my guest today, as I said. And, um, you know, we'd just like you to sort of stay tuned um, because we try to, as we talk, talk about things, we come up with new ideas for future podcasts. So today's conversation is going to be about lying. And then um, as we were talking about some of the lying that we've consulted on, um, we came up with our next one, which is going to be making the punishment at the crime. So um, stay tuned for that one next. Also, um, you'll want to check out our website at www.integrativecounseling, that's one word, .us. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jody Mullen. Um, and one more thing I'd like to remind you guys about is that um, I have a workbook that I created with my family um, called Naughty No More. And it's just a workbook for kids that helps them make good decisions. And it's really easy to order. You can just do it by calling. 315-342-9255. It's also, you can find it on that website, the Integrative Counseling one um, that I just mentioned, or um, on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and those kind of places. So um, anyway, for today's show, I'm joined by my friend, once again, sidekick, mental health counselor, play therapist, mom, and grandma, June Rickley. And we're going to be addressing lying today. So welcome, June. Thanks, Jody. <laughs> okay, so there's so much to talk about with lying, um, and I think one of the places we wanted to just start off with in, in the way that we talk about lying is we think it's important because kids get in a lot of trouble for lying. Um, so we thought it would be important to talk about maybe the reasons why children lie because it's that in talking about 
um, some of the lies children tell and why they tell them, it's that if we understood that better as adults, um, then, then when we are um, reprimanding them or disciplining them around lying, then we might be able to do a better job with that. And so um, I think that's a, a good place to start off. So does that sound good to you, June? Sounds good, Jody. Okay. So I'm just going to start off by giving you a couple of ideas in terms of the children that I've worked with and the children that I know who lie, which is all of them. <laughs> so first, let's put that out there. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, I, I was a big fan of the show House, and I don't know, you know, who else was. But one of the things that the lead character used to always say on that show was that, Everyone lies, and um, and I I really like that as a clinician um, when he would say that because whether I'm working with children or I'm working with adolescents or adults or doing parent consultations, I know that there are going to be some things that the the folks that I'm working with tell me that are not going to be true, and if I just accept that as the way that it is, then I think one of the things that helps is I take it. I don't take it personally as their therapist. And, and, and I think there's an important lesson there um, as a teacher or as a child counselor, but even as a parent um, in recognizing that, uh, that if we don't take every lie personally, then um, that, you know, that, that is going to improve our, relation, our relationships too. So let me talk a little bit about, and June, please chime in as you feel if you want to, um, a little bit about why children lie. And so when we're talking about, whether we're talking about young children, like um, three or four preschool-age children or uh, elementary-age children, or even children as they enter adolescence, one of the number one reasons um, that they lie is because they're scared. So. Um, there's going to be many times where your child or a child that you're connected with tells you a lie, changes the nature of the story um, because they are scared, whether it's they're scared of what may happen um, from you if they tell the truth or they're just scared about what telling the truth may, may mean otherwise. It may get somebody else in trouble. It may, um, they may have actually even in, um, you know, abuse cases, uh, one of the things we find is they're, you know, that they're, they've been threatened so that they lie because of that. Mm -hmm. so, so, so frequently, very frequently, children lie because they're scared. And so I, I don't know, June, as, like certainly as a parent, I can say that I'm pretty much tuned into my kids when they are lying, like but they show their cards, so to speak. <laughs> my, daughter does this, my daughter does this interesting thing with her face that I'm always like, oh, she's lying. She's, done this. she's 14 now. She's done the same thing since she's two. Every time she tells a lie, she sticks her tongue in her cheek, and I can, I can see it. And I'm, my, son just, <laughs> my son just can't, he's 10. He can't maintain eye contact at all, and he smirks a little when he lies. So, I mean, I, I think that's part of it is something we know frequently either by the lie itself or just by the way our kids are acting um, that, there's, that they're lying. So, the first thing I would say is in order to keep like that from not getting in the way of our relationship with our kids and to be able to discipline them well is one, recognize it's probably not personal. And then the why behind it might be because they're scared. There's other whys as well. But um, I just 
you know, wanted to throw that one out there first. And I don't know, June, do you have any anything to add about that particular why? Um, I, I think just adding that normally when 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 uh, when children lie, they don't really look at it as being. They may know that they may understand that it's not right to do that. They've been told not to do it, um, like that it's forbidden or whatever. But they don't quite get. They don't look at it as a hurtful thing. I, I think, mm-hmm. and yet, um, oftentimes as a parent. Um, you know, we it, it somehow feels very personal to us. Right. Like, how dare they lie to us? We're their parents kind of thing. So, yeah. So, so that would be important. And one of the reasons why we raise this is because it's actually more important to catch the why of the lie than the lie itself. So if I know that my um, child is lying to me, say, about, like, their homework, that would be a pretty typical one. You know, like, I'll, you know, you say to your child, did you do your homework? And they say, yes. And they actually have not done their homework. Is, is that um, they're afraid that they told you, no, I didn't do my homework, that they would get in trouble for that, which my, my kids would. Um, they would get in trouble for two things. One, not doing their homework when they were supposed to, but also they would get in trouble for lying about that. So, um, so once you catch them in a lie, I think it is important as parents to recognize the why behind the lie, and that is to say, I know you were scared about what would happen if I found out that you didn't do your homework when you said you did, <laughs> right? So you just ha- you really have to you really have to honor that. Sorry, I clicked together exactly. Well, and, and even so, I think also ex- exactly to know what's behind it. And also if you kind of, you know, if you have a question, like if you already know the answer to it, I don't know if really trying to um, get them to confess is, is, is effective. I don't, you know, I, I don't think um, uh, trying to force them to con- confess is the best thing to do um, because then it puts them also in a position, and, and even adults are like this, where then they 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 feel put on the spot, and so they'll they'll just like lie some more. Right, they just keep going with it. I mean, I'm even thinking of like the lie, and like this is such a common one about did you brush your teeth? Yep. <laughs> you know. And you can tell right away that your kid hasn't brushed their teeth. Like, you can still see the tootsie roll, you know, <laughs> right. on their teeth. But, you know, so they didn't, so, so in that case, they're lying because they didn't want to do what we told them to do. And it's so, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, June. Adults do the same thing. So part of a reason why a kid might lie, the why behind their lie, is that we've done a really good job modeling for them lying. So, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't, um, we were talking about how, you know, we do this with phone calls. Like sometimes, you know, somebody calls and you just don't really want to talk to them. And I'm not afraid to admit that publicly. (laughs) Oh, I just don't want to talk to them, and it might be because I'm in the middle of doing something. It might be that I'm all talked out for a while or I'm all listened out for a while or I know I don't have the time or attention to, you know, to devote to it. But I, but I don't get on the phone with the person and say that. I'll instead say to my child if they've answered the phone, could you just tell, um, uh, could you just tell Grandma I'm, I'm 
I'm uh, sleeping or I'm busy or whatever. So that's a lie, you know, ultimately. And especially the way mm-hmm. that children understand, you know, the way that children understand things, that's like, that's a lie to them. It's not, they don't differentiate, you know, so much between the reasons of our lives. And so it is also important that you recognize as parents and as adults, the lying that you do in front of your children and how that may impact the way that they negotiate, you know, um, talking on the phone or or dealing with other people. Yeah. Exactly. I Um, I remember, and even not just like particularly, not necessarily just lying, but also just dishonesty in general. And I, I can remember, and, I, I'm sure my husband wouldn't mind me outing him right now, but my husband did this annual thing where he used to take my two sons to um, the hall of the baseball hall of fame inductions, and it was a big thing. They looked forward to it, and I remember this um, one particular year they came home and they were all excited because my husband had kind of like snuck them in a certain area, <laughs> saying he was and I and saying they were somebody they weren't, and they were just, they thought this was the greatest thing ever. My husband was proud of himself, and I, I remember after the fact saying to my husband, um, we have a very, and my one of my sons particularly was a real limit tester and, and like, um, uh, was always trying to find uh, find loopholes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, boy, that is not a good thing to show somebody like like Dan, because he'll he'll definitely like first of all, it's not a good example, and then he'll turn around and use it to his advantage. Right, right. <laughs> that's <laughs> terrific. Well, I, and I think that's you know that's it. And you know, then I'll watch my kids say like you know they'll um, a friend will invite them over, for instance, and they'll say um, you know they'll say can't um, I, I just I don't really want to go, and I'll you know and I'll say well, I think, you know, that's not exactly nice to say. So maybe just say I'm doing something with my mom, right? <laughs> so in some mm-hmm. ways, I'm not mm-hmm. modeling lying, but I'm, I'm giving my kids permission to lie. I mean, I, um, I you know, there was it's my, my, when my daughter was a little bit younger and, you know, the, the first time somebody ever asked her out, like, a, you know, on a date kind of thing, and she was definitely too young. Um, for it, in my opinion, but she asked me um, if she was re- if she was allowed to date, and I said, um, you know, if you really like this boy and it's in the parameters of that I was going to set for her, then I would let you. Um, and she didn't want to, you know. So I said, all right, just tell me you're not allowed. <laughs> but you know, these are all examples of like the, that we give our kids permission to do that. So that would be very confusing, and and I think that that's another reason children lie, is that they get confused about it, because we demonstrate, Mm -hmm. we model, like, for them, so we lie in front of them. Um, You know, we may be late to an appointment, you know, and uh, that they're coming with us to, like, a doctor's appointment or, you know, something like that, and we'll say, oh, you know, I got stuck behind a school bus when really you didn't. You know, so we model for them lying. But then we also, like, in some ways, teach them how to do that. But then we get mad at them when they do it. And that's very, yeah. very confusing for kids. So that confusion is actually another reason they lie. 
Um, and then, you know, the other thing that you, we talked about um, earlier, June, was that especially with little kids, so we're talking about um, kids up until about um, even really 10, 11 years old, um, that sometimes what we consider as adults lying is, is a perceptual issue. Is, you know, the child will say, like, um, something like there was hundreds of them and there was, you know, more like 10 of them. But it's because the child sees it through the child's eyes. So sometimes adults get very freaked out about that and feeling like a child is, is lying to them when really they're just sharing their perception. And it is very, very important as, um, you know, as parents or as people who work and connect with children to honor their perception of something. Um, so, you know, just a quick example on that, and I, I actually think I've shared this example in some other contexts um, through these podcasts. Sometimes my son will say, you know, that I yelled at him, and I know that I haven't yelled at him. I used this general voice. But if he went and said to, you know, his sister or my husband, Mommy yelled at me today, then, and I took that, I could take that as he's lying, right? I mean, that's because I didn't yell at him, right? But, but in honoring his perception, when I um, talk to him in a sterner voice, he perceives that as yelling. And that's important mm-hmm. to recognize that that's his perception, just as my perception is that I'm not yelling. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a perceptual thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so don't you have, um, I, I guess, you know, both of us in terms of our clinical work have had um, parent consultations and um, with, you know, with the parents of the children that we're seeing professionally and the issue is really about perception, not about lying. And so one of the suggestions that we would have for you all is to just make sure you're checking in with that. Is this child really deliberately, you know, telling a lie to protect themselves because they're scared, because it's been modeled for them, you know, all go through that checklist, or is it really just a perceptual issue that if you're three, the world looks a lot different than if you're 33. Um, and so to yeah. really check in with yourself. Yeah, I, I, like I remember even, um, well, I remember even um, in my, um, you know, in my professional work, and I remember specifically this um, one little uh, boy client that I had, and he had come, he had gone from one um, foster home to move to a different, um, an adoptive foster home. And his new um, foster mom had brought him in because she said he was lying a lot. She was very concerned. And in my work with this little boy, there were, um, even during our sessions, he would, we, sometimes we would take a walk and there's water, um, you know, a pathway and water near the office. And we would walk by and he'd say, uh, I once caught a fish that was 200 pounds, and um, I can fish and I can water ski at the same time, like these really um, tall tails, I guess, I guess they're called. And, and I guess my reason for saying this was because, okay, um, you know, I, I guess you could be, that could be considered lying. In this um, boy's particular case, he had come from a very crowded um, foster home where in order to make himself um, noticed and, and to be valued, he felt that he had to um, invent these amazing things about himself in order to get any recognition. 
So mm-hmm. sure enough, you know, and kind of consulting with, um, you know, with the foster mom trying to kind of like, um, you know, kind of uh, help her to understand this more. And, and sure enough, through the course of our work, he no longer needed to use that with me in session. He was okay. He knew right. that I accepted him just for himself. And in the same way, um, it happened at home too, where he didn't, once he felt safe enough, he didn't need that anymore. So he, there was a reason, there was a good reason behind his, his lying. Yeah, and sometimes I think that's a great example because sometimes, and you do not have to be a mental health professional, sometimes to figure these things out. Like I think parents are often way better at figuring these things out than, yeah. than we are, you know. But we, we're good at, with our own kids. But I think, like, you know, one of the things, uh, I, I, had a, I had a client years and years ago um, who used to talk about um, that he was born in Antarctica, and that mm-hmm. in his session he would tell me he was born in Antarctica. And I remember even thinking to myself, wait, is that possible? <laughs> but, then the story got, um, but then the story got like better, like he said. Um, he was born on, in Antarctica on a Navy ship, and he used to bungee jump right off the uh, Navy ship. And this was all before he used to play um, basketball with Michael Jordan. So um, it was like, and, and all of this was connected to things things that he would do with his dad. So, you know, like he would come into uh, session and he'd say, I have a great, I had a great week last week, Jody. I played uh, one-on-one against Michael Jordan and, um, you know, all these kind of things. <laughs> and the, the why, be, and, and that can be very annoying, and I do understand this part. And I, I, right. you know, I don't think either one of us are trying to take that away, that it's annoying when it happens. But, sure. he, you know, to make sense of it was that, this was a boy who didn't know his dad. Like, he had no idea who his dad was. And to make it, so the fantasy of being, being really special, having a pet penguin, living in Antarctica, being able to bungee jump off a Navy ship with his dad and go meet Michael Jordan and play basketball with him every week with his dad, it was what he needed. He was lying because he needed to feel a connection, you know, in that way. And so... My responses to him wouldn't be like, um, you're lying, stop lying, you know, like those kind of things. My responses to him would be something like, you, you, you know, it's important to you to feel special. And that's the kind of thing that we're suggesting um, that you guys, you know, do is to, to do that. Now, if it's your own child, right, and there's the discipline that comes after that, is then, you know, acknowledging the why behind the lie and then disciplining them, you know, that becomes the next part. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more in our next podcast about making those punishments fit the crime, um, although we'd like you to already be thinking about that. But, you know, putting it in perspective, because once you understand the why, then you could, I think the discipline then can be better suited, you know. So, for instance, exactly. if I go back to yeah, if I go back to, like, the brushing the teeth issue, right, is then, okay, so from now on, instead of, um, you know, being able to come downstairs and, you know, play on your iPad or whatever, and then going back up to brush your teeth, or then going in to brush your teeth, now you have to brush your teeth first. And so you'll get your iPad after you give, you know, after you give me the, the toothbrush or after you've proven that you've brushed your teeth, you know, and then, so mm-hmm. like that, 
it. But if you think it's just, oh, my gosh, my kid is just awful and lying to me, the punishment that you're going to give is not really going to get them to brush their teeth. It's just going to get them to be scared of you finding out things in the future. Exactly. And I I think it's it's also really important that if you, you know, like to to hold children responsible, but don't, um, and not, like, I think this is fairly common sense, but not to blame or name call um, or anything Mm -hmm. like that, because they will interpret that as, you know, I'm a bad person, and which makes things even worse. And because if the child thinks the parent thinks, if they're interpreting it as I'm bad and they think the parent, they're going to hide the truth even more and, and then it'll get even more complicated. So that's, that's a really important thing is, is, is not to, like, not, not to, not to blame. Yeah, that, and, I, and I really like that you highlight that because it does, then they may even internalize, like, I'm a liar, you know, and identify yeah. themselves yeah. that way. Or I can be trusted. And that, you know, that's a setup. And, and I guess in thinking developmentally, too, is, like, this is so important when they're young because the lies they tell when they're young tend not, you know, not to be ones that um, are safety issue lies. But once they get older and they're teenagers, you know, um, I don't want, my teenagers have to lie about um, having a drink or drinks at a party. You know what I mean? I, because mm-hmm. if she's afraid to do that, then that's going to get in the way of her safety. Um, and so it is really important the way that we um, as parents and other adults in the, involved in the lives of children handle what happens when they do lie um, because it, it, we don't want to further scare them away and, and keep that out of the way. And, and I, you know, uh, I think another thing to think about is sometimes, like, <laughs> and, I, and this may sound kind of weird, but a child lies to us because uh, we've made a mistake. Like, we don't have the faith in them or we misunderstand something, and, the, and they lie to us so that they can, uh, you know, for actually sometimes for good reasons. And not that that, like, sort of okays it, um, but at the same time, um, you know, they've also seen examples of lying for good reasons. And, you know, please put your the adult earmuffs over your kids' ears if they're listening right now. But we tell them lies for good reasons, too, you know, that um, tend to be around uh, celebrations and traditions like Santa Claus and Easter Bunny and so on. <laughs> so, you know, uh, we, do, we do those things, too. But, you know, June, you had shared that, that story and that, um, of your son, and that really made me think of it, the one that we shared <laughs> off air. So I don't know if you think it's a, yeah. you know, you want to share it. Okay, go ahead and share it. It's great. Do you want, okay. Um, well, um, my, my middle child, my son Dan, <laughs> when he was about nine years old, he, well, he's been a unique person, and so he was a unique nine-year-old. And um, uh, there, there was a local radio, like a sports talk radio um, station that was program that was on that he, you know, it was geared to adults, and he actually loved it. And he kept saying, um, you know, I'm going to call in, I'm going to tell him about, you know, the Mets, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And we were like, um, no, you're not going to do that. Don't call. That's an adult program. We did all of, you know, that we, we said, you know, you better not. Nope, I didn't, Mom. Don't worry. And then 
you know, I, then we would be at the grocery store and we'd, you know, run into somebody that we knew and they'd say, hey, I heard Dan on Sports Talk Radio. And I'd be <laughs> like, what? And, you know, when I think back on it now, it's really it's really funny. And, and the, the actual, the, the funniest part of it is that he was, um, you know, I had put limitations on it, you know, thinking that, assuming, okay, it's for adults only, this is not, you know, a radio show doesn't want to hear a child, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out he was, he was such a good guest on the show that um, he was invited <laughs> to the station uh, for a tour. But I, I guess my point is that when I think back on it, you know, when I think back now on it and I thought, and I see what, like, what was behind that? He really felt that he had, um, like, something very important to say. And, and he obviously did if they invited him to the station. But, um, yeah. you know, and I, and I guess I can kind of look at it at the time. I was like, why isn't he telling the truth? Why did he say that he did that? But it really, um, I, I, I didn't look at it as, um, what am I trying to say, Jody? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it, to, to look at it for what, like, the bigger picture, you know, that this is yeah, just about exactly. people. Yeah, and I think I'm glad we're, we're going to be wrapping up here in a, in a minute or so, but I think that's such a nice way to end this, too, is, ta- is to, if, if we could just take a breath and not be so, you know, reactive when our kids lie and think exactly. about what's the bigger picture, you know, what's the bigger picture here? What are they trying to communicate to us? through lying, right? So, you know, what's behind the lie? Um, what are they trying to communicate to us? And, you know, and what's the bigger picture here? Are we missing something um, that's important to them or uh, a strength that they have that could, that we could be supportive of um, that, you know, connected to that? So thank you, June, so much for sharing that story. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, one. thanks for giving me the words. That, that summed it up perfectly. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, well, that went, like, super fast, and I think we actually did a pretty good job of not being all over the place. Um, Please listen to us again and share any comments you have with us. Our next one will be on the punishment fitting the crime. Thank you, June. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. All righty, bye-bye.